When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Media Network's New England Patriots post-game show. I am your host, Mike Mullen, alongside my co-host, Marvin Azan. First divisional round matchup in the AFC has come to an end. The New England Patriots defeat the Tennessee Titans 35-14 at Gillette Stadium. Marv, <laughs> leading up to this game, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to jinx anything. I just wanted to let the game happen. But after seeing this final score... I'll say it confidently now. I'm not surprised whatsoever that the Patriots gave the Tennessee Titans such a beatdown at home. This is what I expected in all honesty. I didn't want to talk about it too much, but a score like this, this is what I expected. No one should be surprised about this game, Mike. 35 to 14, like you just said. Patriots were a big favorite into this game. Tennessee Titans, they're a middle-of-the-pack team. They beat Kansas City, as we all know, but Kansas City, they're, they're a bunch of chokers. They, they do this year in and year out. Patriots came in, smash mouth football. Tennessee, but they, Tennessee made it a game in the first quarter, Mike. You know, started off, they played a they, couple three and outs with, against the Patriots, and they, they scored it with that touchdown from Mariota to Corey Davis. And you thought, okay, maybe – you know, the Titans are going to make this a game, and then 35 unanswered points, Mike. We didn't hear from the Titans until that last-minute garbage touchdown by Corey Davis. The Patriots dominated dominated in this game. A couple guys we need to highlight, Tom Brady. Absolutely. 35 for 53, 330 yards, three touchdowns, Mike. And my favorite stat right here, he didn't get sacked once. Beautiful. Offensive line was doing their thing this game. Another guy we need to highlight, James White. You know, we've been wondering where's James White. He's been hobbled a little bit. He kind of lost his lost himself in the rotation, but he was he made himself big in this game. He had four receptions, 29 yards, and a touchdown, and also got a touchdown in rushing as well in the red zone. So James White revived him. Mike, I know this is a guy you've been looking for you know, throughout the season, where's James White? Where's James White? He showed himself during this game. Yeah, James White, like Marv just said, is somebody who last year's Super Bowl, this this guy who some people would debate MVP with his performance, and now he helped uh, lead the Patriots offense in such a, into such a great comeback victory over the Atlanta Falcons. But yeah, all season long during the course of 2017 season, much been non-existent. He's taken a backseat to Deion Lewis. He's taken a little bit of backseat to, to Galissi early on in the season. And even Burkhead, when he was healthy and on the field, you know, Burkhead was getting a lot of opportunities, a lot of snaps. And James White, you know, hobbled or not, wasn't on the field much. But his playoff time is sometimes when the lights are bright, Marv, mm -hmm. certain players come out and have big-time games. And that's what James White did today, the stats you just went over. You know, these are stats that we didn't really see too much from James White throughout the course of the season. He had one pretty solid game throughout the course of the season, and that was against the Atlanta Falcons, yes. But it's playoff time, and like I said, when the lights are really bright, players come out to play for real, and James White 
helped the Patriots secure this dominant victory over the Titans for sure. An another guy who always performs in the clutch moments has been year in and year out. He's always been Mr. Reliable, no matter who's in the lineup. And all of my. And this might be one of his best games in a Patriots uniform. And he's been ha he's had some great games here. 11 receptions, 112 yards. He didn't reach the end zone, but Mike on him. And Mandola delivered. He, it was Edelman-esque. You know, this is the reason why when when you first got Amendola to replace Walker, this is the things you've imagined. And he's always been clutch in those third down situations in the couple years he's been here. Brady has always trusted him, and Amendola showed what he was worth. He was the biggest receiver in this game. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that Amendola stepped up like he did tonight. Uh, just like I said before with James White, Amendola the same way when the lights come on. And you need a big time performance from players to, to secure a victory, especially a victory in this situation where it's win or go home. And Medola stepped up big time. We're talking about a game where he finished with, if I'm correct, uh, 11 receptions, 112 yards. He was Mr. Reliable. You know, when Brady needed him, he was there. Just bam, 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 bam. Brady to Amendola, Brady to Amendola, Brady to Amendola. Amendola catches the ball and he just picks up his yards, goes to the ground, you know, not trying to really fight or do anything crazy. Just pick up the yards and keep the drive moving. And that's Patriots football right there. That's when the Patriots, when they're really locked in and Brady has his weapons driving down the field, even they went no huddle a couple of times. Uh, just, bam, finding their guys picking up the yards and keeping it moving. You know, not trying to do anything crazy. I mean, obviously you got a guy with the talent like Brandon Cooks who can go downfield and pick up big yards and, you know, take the top off the defense. But you, we know the type of game that Amendola had today is what we're used to seeing from Patriots, whether it's Edelman in the lineup, Amendola, sometimes Hogan, whether he used, uh, Brady uses the, the running backs in Lewis or White or Burkhead, whoever the case may be. That's beautiful Patriots football, and that's part of the reason why they've had so much success, not only in this game, not only, you know, throughout the course of the season, but after all the years that Brady and Belichick have been together, that football we saw today is why they've been so successful. And just a reminder, as you can tell, we are live right now. Get on the chat. Let us know what you guys thought about the game, who stood out to you guys. This was, you know, a good, solid win from the Patriots. No one's surprised that the Patriots won 35 to 14, but you liked how they came out with that mentality to hit them and hit them hard. Mike, I know you didn't like how they – they won the coin flip and they got the ball first. Yes. And I think the mentality was to just jump on their throats. You know, let don't give Tennessee any hope of having a chance in this game. And even though they didn't start off like we thought it would be, it would. By the time it was 21 to 7, you understood that the Patriots have taken over this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like like you just said, you know, when I saw in the beginning that the Patriots won the coin toss but chose to receive the, the ball instead of, you know, kicking off like they usually do. I sensed some funny business. I said, this is not, you know, typical of the Patriots, but like you just said, maybe they have the mentality, <laughs> maybe they have the mentality of just coming out and wanted to just jump on the Titans early on, put up seven points and start to really just beat them up from there. It didn't unfold like that after the first quarter at the first, when the first quarter ended, the, the score was seven to nothing, uh, Tennessee. But then in the second quarter, Patriots put up 21 points. And it just looked, 
you know, after the first Patriots touchdown, second Patriots touchdown, you could see that all the confidence that the Tennessee Titans probably had coming into the game. And the reason why, you know, it started off that way in the first quarter, you know, the Patriots punted a couple of times. Tennessee was able to get that huge touchdown play that happened. Mariota connecting uh, with with Corey Davis. Is that his name? Yep, Corey, Corey Davis, Davis for, for a touchdown over Malcolm Butler, who I know you will get into later on in the show. You felt that Tennessee had a lot of confidence. They were feeling good. Yep. But when the Patriots got into their groove and things started rolling, you could just see the life being sucked out of Tennessee. And then it was back to everybody just recognizing and realizing that this is the New England Patriots versus the Tennessee Titans. You know, don't, no disrespect to the Tennessee Titans organization. But New England Patriots playoff football, Tennessee Titans playoff football, they're on don't a completely different level. You can't compare and that's no disrespect again to Tennessee Titans football. That's just the Patriots domination over, you know, not only just the AFC, but all the teams in the NFL. It's just a different level of football being played. So let's talk about how this game kind of unfolded. So Tennessee Titans come off strong, as we've been saying, and then all of a sudden they don't score anymore. So what were the Patriots really doing? It was their pass rush, Mike, something we've always been asking for. They've made a playoff record. Postseason record for the Patriots, eight sacks. That's never happened. You think of the teams with the Brewskis, Malloy, Seymour. Yeah. They've never done this in the playoff. And some, you know, Marquise Flowers, um, Jean-Francois, guys from free agents, practice squad in this game and really showed their worth. And that's huge confidence for especially young players going further into the playoffs, going into the to the championship rounds and hopefully to the Super Bowl. Guys like that having monster games. And another reason why the Patriots defense was so well, the corners did a great job tackling. Once the receiver would catch the ball, you had guys like Eric Rowe or you had guys like Chung who did a really good job in just solo tackling by themselves and not letting those extra yardage go go by. And then it helped that, you know, Delaney Walker did it an all right game, a right job with Delaney. He had three receptions, 49 yards. He was banged up a little bit in the middle, but he was the guy you were really looking for. If you were looking to stop the tight ends, it was Delaney Walker and it was um, Derrick Henry. Of rushes for 28 yards. He didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, surprising because the game that he had last week against the, the Chiefs in the wild card game, you know, no DeMarco Murray steps up and he has a big game against uh, the, the Chiefs. Now, coming into this game, obviously, Tennessee's preference is to have DeMarco Murray back and even have a two headed monster of DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. But no DeMarco Murray's ruled out. Uh, so obviously you think Henry's getting all the snaps, you know, all the carries, but the Patriots do a great job in containing him. And then just looking at the defense overall, Marv, as much as we can say, you know, the, the Titans are an inferior team to the Patriots, a game like this for a lot of the young guys that are, that are on this Patriots defense, huge confidence booster. Next week, whether it's the Steelers, whether it's the Jaguars, and if you get past them, Whoever you face coming out of the NFC, a game like today, playoff atmosphere, you know what's at stake, you know what's on the line. And you come out a dominant defensive game, you know, you get to Mariota a lot, you get a lot of hits on him, a lot of sacks, you, you play solid defense in the secondary, everything. It's a big confidence booster for these young guys, you know, these rookies, these, these guys coming off the practice squad, these first year players on the Patriots team, whatever the case may be today and say hope that 
you know, the defensive players can take the confidence from this game and how well they played, only allowing 14 points and having that carry them throughout the course of the playoffs because the defense is, is, is going to be very vital uh, moving into these next couple of weeks. Again, whether it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, even though the Jaguars offense is very shaky. Very, very sorry. <laughs> very sorry team offensively for the Jaguars. Or the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what they're capable of. Uh, you know, I won't even jump to anything beyond that. But Jaguars, Steelers, overall, you just want the defense to have as much confidence as possible. And I think that's exactly what they got out of this game today. And another reason why this playoffs is a lot different from last year, Mike, Kowski back. And Gronk was Gronk. It just there out there when any anytime Gronk was on one-on-one, Brady looked for him. And all Gronk would do is it's easy basketball. Mike, if you want to get a rebound, you box out. And Gronk, all, all he did with the little <laughs> cornerback, he boxed out, got the ball. Quick toss. Brady didn't. It was easy money. Gronk, six receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. This is the exact stat you expect. Kowski. And you get a stat like that, you're in, you're in good position to win any football game. Gronk was a monster out there. Yeah, you can't be mad at what you saw from Gronkowski. You know, obviously last year it would have been a huge help having Gronkowski, but you know the Pages still did their thing and were and were able to secure a Super Bowl victory without Gronkowski. But the road to a Super Bowl, the road to get into any games, is much easier when you have you know, arguably the greatest tight end of all time playing on the field. If Gronkowski plays in the Super Bowl last year against the Falcons, down 28 to 3, it could be a different story. Gronkowski is a huge game changer. And obviously, you know, hopefully he stays healthy as they continue to move on. But leaving this game offensively, I think most of the players injury-free. So you have guys who even if they're a little banged up moving into next week, uh, hopefully guys can continue to get right and be ready to go when it gets to the AFC Championship game. So the chat right now, I love it. I oh, love yeah. it. It is going to get to all of you guys, most of you guys' comments. <laughs> it's a lot. At the words from our sponsor. So listen up, who fans. Basketball season, as you know, is back. And now is your favorite Hardwood heroes have returned to action. It's time for you to cash right now with your fantasy knowledge to test win huge cash prizes every night by playing one day fantasy basketball. At DraftKings, there are so many ways to win. Choose from public contests and huge cash prizes or private contests here where you can compete against your friends. There are even a beginner and a casual contest where you'll play against people with similar skill sets. The best part, you get to draft a new team each day and drafting a team is arguably the best part of fantasy the only thing that gets better winning cash doing it just as dan from st louis or jeremy from austin they both turned a three dollar entry into thousands and thousands of dollars huge cash prizes and bragging rights await only at DraftKings. so use the code clns at draftkings.com to play for free with your first deposit for your share of $10,000 in total prizes. So don't wait. Use code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup, and you can seriously cash in tonight. That's code CLNS at DraftKings.com, the game inside the game. So many comments to get to. One comment that caught my eye real quick. Brown, he said, Tom Brady is the Michael Jordan of football, hands down. Did you guys see that pass to Amendola jumping in the air? That's that Michael Jordan greatness. 
So, hey, man, I want to always say that Tom Brady is like the Michael Jordan of the NFL. You know, that's always been an opinion that I had. Happy to see my guy Clifton Brown agreeing with me for sure. That that play was that was one of the highlights of the game. Absolutely. Brady's greatness and how inferior Tennessee's <laughs> defense was because that ball was in the air for maybe 20 seconds. And the, for the fact that Amadola still got it, Great play. <laughs> great throw, great reception. We got um we got some guys talking about do you think Belichick might leave because of Brady's coach? I'm thinking he means Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero. Hmm. Let's let's break it down real quick, Mike, because you know there's other comments about that. We'll yeah. talk about this, you know, this ESPN report that happened during this bye week. Belichick's not going anywhere. Brady has to stay. There's no Garoppolo, and crap owns the team. Simple as that. Simple as that. Is, has there been things that have been off between the three? Well, definitely. Possibly. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely believe that. But is it to the point where Belichick just wants to leave, go coach for the Giants, or just he's done with the New England Patriots? Not one bit. These guys are not going anywhere. And Brady showed this game that, you know, he's not slowing down. You, you see the article, it kind of targeted Brady a little bit. It made Brady, it didn't make Brady look too good. And that's something we're not familiar here in New England. Brady has something to prove. And 31 throws he threw in the first in the first half. He was out there gunning it and he was looking for anybody. So Brady has something to prove in this playoffs. And that article might have just lit some extra fuel that Brady needed. Absolutely. <clears throat> and to go off of that comment you just said about Will Belichick leave because of Brady's trainer? I don't think Bill Belichick will be ran out of town because of some random trainer that Tom Brady has. You know, even though Robert Kraft is the owner of the team, you know, Bill Belichick has so much clout within this organization, within, you know, all of New England, you know, Belichick would not be run out of town because of some guy that's around the team that may be doing things. Brady's, in, I mean, Belichick's in charge. There's a reason why he cut off Guerrero's access, you know, to the team, to the locker room, sidelines, whatever the case may be. Details of why that happened may not fully be, not ever be fully released. But I think all it really says is Belichick's in charge and what Belichick says goes in terms of how things are, how things operate around the, you know, the organization above him, but Belichick has a lot of, a lot of power in his own right. Uh, article, all the things being said, some of it could be true. Some of it could be completely false and, and, and fabricated. Uh, what it all boils down to is it could lit a fire probably under Brady, Belichick, Kraft, the whole organization that they're being targeted yet again, you know, you've had Spygate, you've had Deflate Gate. Now we're on, you know, this this ESPN. story, <laughs> the story that's trying to tear them from the inside out. All of that is fuel to the fire, and it's one thing to you know target person or a team or organization that you know they've they've had shaky times. You know, they've had little success. You know, some problems or whatnot, and you would think that a problem like this would tear them apart. Brady, Belichick, and Kraft have been through so much. Not only have they years. been through so much, they've had so much success. So you, 
to think that this story, even though it could be true, some of the things could be true or false, whatever the case may be, to think that this would be what tears them apart, I firmly believe that when and if Belichick craft go their own way, it'll be on their terms. Not because of some article is leaking information about what's happening. They'll go out on their own terms. And it's not going to be when we know or when we think we know it is. It's all going to be on their terms and how they want to do things. So we have some comments here talking about whether we face the um, Jack Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars or the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got some people calling you out being a Steelers fan, Mike. Again. <laughs> Again. Oh, my so God. I don't know what that's all about. But. To the people who are watching right now, you would rather see, whether it be the Jaguars or the Steelers. Mike, I'm going to let you take the floor first. What team do you think the Patriots match up best against? Or personally, who would you rather see the Patriots play? I think going so many different directions with this. First, I want to read a tweet that came out earlier that says, you know, the Patriots, as they look towards the AFC Championship game and the two possible opponents, uh, Brady is 11 and two all time against the Steelers and seven and zero all time against the Jaguars. Those stats are great. You know, those records are great, but I'm the type of person, you know, that always believes you have to let a game play out because you never know what can happen throughout the course of the game. Even though Brady has dominated the Jaguars and Steelers over the course of his career, you know, the Sunday when they play, the game's on the table right there. We're not worried about anything that happened. And in the you know past. the Patriots aren't worried about that either. The Patriots are not looking at these Brady's records against his team during his playing career. So honestly, <clears throat> you know, the big time matchup obviously is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers have already come out talking. You know, one of their yep. players has said it doesn't matter if they play, you know, the Patriots here or there, or whatever the case may be, they feel like they can beat the Patriots. Uh, so obviously that's the big money game. Patriots, Steelers, the best two teams in the AFC. And then the Jaguars, who are honestly kind of similar to the Titans. I don't feel like they're on the Patriots level in terms of, you know, football and playoff football at that. I don't even think they're on the Steelers level. So I think, honestly, the Steelers will take care of business tomorrow against the Jaguars or today, whatever you want to call it, against the Jaguars. And we're going to see that Patriots-Steelers matchup. But this time, it will be in Gillette Stadium. Patriots have that home field advantage. Obviously, the Steelers have a lot to prove, especially coming off the last game that they played during the, during the regular season with the controversial ending. Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Great matchup. Mike, I have to agree with you. Blake Bortles is not going to Heinz Field and beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. As great as that defense is, and as great as it was in week five when they, they intercepted Big Ben five times, I just don't see it happening again. And I would love to see Patriots versus Steelers one more time. And now you have Eric Roback. Now you have Kyle Van Noy. You've seen the, the corners are playing okay. Butler, we still got to talk about Butler because that's a concerning that's a concerning issue. But you got Eric Rowe. Hopefully, Jonathan Jones is okay. And now the front line is looking strong. I believe you could put pressure on Big Ben, have the way the corners are tackling. You can beat this team in at home. Brady's going to light them up. You see what how they couldn't stop Gronk before. You brought in Hogan. You, there's still a chance now that Malcolm Mitchell can come back. They have to Wednesday to bring him off of injury reserve. So if he's still practicing, I don't think you're bringing back Valentine. We haven't heard Valentine practicing at all. So just, you have nothing to lose if you bring back Malcolm Mitchell. 
You have Cooks in them, boys. The P Pittsburgh Steelers are hurt in the defensive end. Lewis is playing great. You bring back Burkhead. Doesn't really matter who you bring. Even if this Jacksonville Jaguars defense outmatch, Brady's been playing great. I think I think it's really looking like another Super Bowl run, Mike, whether it's Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars defense or the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yeah, I mean, true. And now, you know, you brought it up a little bit. I want to get your opinion. Obviously, the Titans didn't play well, but the two touchdown touchdowns they got came at the expense of Malcolm Butler. And I know that's a guy that you've been on his case a little bit and criticizing his play throughout the course of the season. And the two plays that happened against him today obviously didn't help his case. I think we both can agree that we feel Pittsburgh Steelers will win tomorrow's matchup against the Jaguars. Malcolm Butler's play is going to need to improve, obviously, you know, against a, a Pittsburgh Steelers team, if that's who they face. You possibly get Antonio Brown back. You know, you got Smith Schuster. You got Bryant. Uh, they have weapons over there. We've seen their weapons early in the season. We could possibly see them in the AFC Championship game. What do you need to see from Mal Malcolm Butler, you know, as the playoffs continue? Malcolm <laughs> Butler needs to go back and watch game film and just play free again. He's playing too uptight. He's playing too aggressive. And I believe that's been hurting him this year. Honestly, the Stephen Gilmore signing has really messed Gil Butler's head up. And as weird as this is to say, the whole money situation, him almost getting traded to the Saints and not, and then sticking to it, I think is really messed up with Butler's play. He, he hasn't been the same corner that we've seen. The guy who's, you know, when you face up one-to-one, -one, you know he's if he gets beat, he's going to play hard. And I just haven't really seen that with Butler. The Corey Davis, the first Corey Davis touchdown, let's give credit to Mariota and Davis, first of all, because that was a great throw and that one-handed catch. But it seems like that's only happening to Butler usually. He's just he's not there yet. He's always going to play tough. You know, they got the win in this game. He let, he let up two touchdowns, and he's always – when there's a blowout, it seems like quarterbacks aren't afraid to throw against Butler. That's what's concerning. Who are you going to match him up against in against, against the Steelers? That will be an issue now. You've seen a matchup against Antonio Brown before, but after what you saw this year, do you are you confident in Butler against Antonio Brown, even if Antonio Brown is 80%? That's that's a great question. I think Antonio Brown is such an elite talent. I don't know if I'd go as far to say that Malcolm Butler is elite. Talent. He's a very good player. He's a good player. I wouldn't put him as elite talent, an elite quarter cornerback. Uh, he's, he's, he's very good cornerback. I don't know if elite is the word I'd use for him. So it'd be a tough matchup. And obviously, in my opinion, when it comes to Antonio Brown, I think if the Steelers are smart and they have any sense, they don't let Antonio Brown play tomorrow. They should feel confident that they can beat, you know, Jacksonville without Antonio Brown. Jacksonville with their defense, they shouldn't play Antonio Brown if he has a chance to play. Are you serious? From what I've read in the reports, he's not 100%. He's going to test out the cap and whatnot, but he's not You're 100%. facing one of the best defenses in the NFL. You have the best wide receiver. If he's not 100%, you win. The, you you could possibly go out and win the game and have Antonio Brown uh, play and further his injury. Antonio Brown will make it a lot willing, easy. You willing to take easier. the risk? It's a it's playoffs. This is win or lose. Win or go home. 
You gotta you gotta give them your best shot. Jacksonville, we understand their offense is putrid. We get it. But that defense is something else. And that defense can win you games. So if you don't have Antonio Brown, your chances go down. I feel like even with a Juju and a I feel a like Bryant. the Steelers offense is well equipped enough that if Antonio Brown is still a little hobbled and you know he can't fully play to his uh, potential that everybody else around they played the last couple of games without I, I don't know their record when, when this uh, is playoffs this is playoffs now there's a bigger game that lies ahead and I think again just like a lot of people in probably pages nobody's no one's no one's going to talk about it but there's a lot of people that probably felt that you know Patriots are confident in winning this game against Tennessee no one's going to talk like I said I didn't even want to talk about it I was not going to come out and say too much that oh easy win easy win Patriots are going to come up but come on Tennessee Tennessee Titans versus the New England Patriots, people probably are feeling good. Yeah. And I kind of think that's the same feeling. No. Are you so you're saying the Jaguars and, and Steelers are, are a little closer? A, a lock one, they're close, they're closer. Two, Jacksonville proved that they can be Steelers. I don't Ben's not coming out and throwing five interceptions. If Ben comes out and has a five interception game against against the Jaguars, retire, Ben. Retire. Retire. You, I don't think he's I don't a Hall of Fame he, quarterback. I don't think he's throwing five interceptions, but having Antonio Brown at home, if he's there was reports in practice where they were saying Antonio was looking great. And then he I saw a report amazing. today that he's so, not he's not hundred percent. All I'm saying is if he can play, you put him out there. Well, it's a it's it will it remains to be seen. You know, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I read that um, you know, he's gonna give it a go during you know warm-ups and whatnot, and they'll determine if he'll play. Uh, either way, it's going to be a good game to watch. I know we'll be watching. I know dilly, you'll be dilly, watching. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, <laughs> It'll be an interesting game to see. Um, a lot of comments here. A lot of comments, indeed. Golden Creeper, real quick. We got we didn't mention. Shout out to um, Golden Creeper. Dion Lewis. Oh, he, yeah. He didn't have the, he didn't have the stats because he didn't get the touchdown. But, Mike, he was another guy who was really moving the chains. 15 carries. Um, 62 yards. The guy looks amazing running the ball, and he also did it, you know, through the air as well with nine receptions, Mike, 79 yards. Deion Lewis was a monster this yeah. game. Gronkowski is great, but Deion Lewis is very vital to this Patriots exactly. offense. I think I said it last time we had a show. In terms of weapons for Brady in the Patriots offense, Gronkowski, Lewis, and the way the last couple of games have been looking, it's like. Lewis Gronkowski, like Lewis is very vital to everything the Patriots are wanting to want to do in terms of the running game. And even, well, Deion Lewis is a huge part of, of both of those aspects of Patriots offense. And, you know, with him healthy, sky's really the limit. You know, I don't want to jump too far ahead in, on where this Patriots team is going to go. Uh, they got another big game ahead of them. And hopefully, you know, the performance you got out of guys like Lewis and Amendola and Gronkowski as well. You could take this type of performance to bring it, you know, into the AFC Championship game, depending on who you face. I love the comments, guys, that are coming in here. A couple that I want to touch on. One, Andrew says he misses Bad and Mosey, a.k.a. Bad and Bougie. You've been <laughs> watching. But, yeah, um, you know, he hasn't really been in the rotation other than special teams. With Jonathan Jones being hurt, you know, maybe he finds himself in the field next week. We don't know, but I miss Bad and Bougie too. Another comment, Teddy says, Jacksonville 
reminds him of the Denver team that beat beat us two years ago. Very similar, very similar. Strong defense. Quarterback was shaky at the time. You had a Peyton Manning who was just throwing ducks out there. Back end of his career. <laughs> Back end of career, throwing ducks. And the offense wasn't really great. They depending on their defense. It was the same thing as the Jaguars de- team, pretty much. Defense great. Quarterback shaky, offense shaky, but the difference between that Denver team and the Jacksonville team, that Denver team was well coached, that Denver team was a veteran team. This is a young Jacksonville Jaguar team who who hasn't been here before. This is very brand new to them. So that right there is diff- a big difference to experience. Yeah, I mean, same thing could be said against again uh, with the Tennessee Titans. You know, in a similar fashion, you know, Steelers, are going to welcome the Jaguars into a real playoff football. You know, it's not the wild card anymore. This is some serious time. You're going up against a Hall of Fame cornerback, a well-coached veteran team who's been here plenty of times. And, you know, it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see because whoever comes out of this game, you know, you'll know that, okay, Jaguars defense is one to be reckoned with. Or, okay, Pittsburgh Steelers offense is, you know, what we expect them to be. And either team is going to come into New England and try to give it their best shot at a victory to try to get to the Super Bowl. Another important thing here, we talked about Malcolm Butler, Mike, but Stephen Gilmore, he did not let up a catch in this game. And no, Tennessee Titans, they don't have receivers that you really fear. Corey Davis is not a player that, you know, of course he was a first-round pick, but he didn't do anything throughout this year. He was pretty much a disappointment. How do I know this? I had him in fantasy. (laughs) What did he do for me? Nothing. Well, of course his last game, he goes off for two touchdowns. (laughs) Eric Decker is not a wide receiver that you fear anymore. Rashad Matthews is is just an okay wide receiver. So Stephen Gilmore not letting up any catches this game is wonderful but let's see him do it against a team like a pittsburgh steelers but this is all this is, gives him good confidence coming back very true indeed i mean into this afc championship game the patriots have punched their ticket you know we're gonna wait and see tomorrow who else is punching their ticket into the showdown that will take place at gillette stadium uh again don't want to jump the gun too much but it's the road to a Super Bowl is looking very good for New England, as long as they can play exactly like they did today. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But, Marv, I'm looking at the time here. And with this divisional round, you know, game over, we can get into our stars and sorries of the game. The playoff edition. Playoff break edition. It, break it down to I like my it. Break it for those who are new to this show, and don't know about the stars and sorries. Stars, you had a great game, great performance, played well, maybe a highlight play, whatever the case may be, big time stats. That is something that makes you of the game. But if you're a sorry, you had a mishap, a blunder, bad play, made out to look stupid, dummy, dummy, (laughs) whatever the case may be. That's the difference. So we'll kick it off with the stars. I already know who I feel my star is. I see some some stars coming in. Shout out to Andrew Tan. He said the D-line 
can get a star of the game. He said Deion Lewis can get a star of the game. Me, I'm going with the offensive line. Ooh. Brady wasn't sacked. For the first time, I don't remember the last time I could have I could say this in a game. But Brady wasn't sacked. He wasn't sacked. He was only hit, I believe, like once or two times in this game. You know, it wasn't. Said, there was times he was dancing. He was dancing in the pocket. He was looking very, you know, very good in the pocket. Looking good, very man. good on his toes. But with Brady doing that, another piece that goes along with that is the offensive line giving solid protection. And that's like I've always said numerous times over and over and over again. Brady's not a mobile quarterback, and he's an older quarterback, but he's still a very good quarterback. So all the protection he can get is necessary for him to dissect opposing teams, defense, opposing teams, secondary, and a game like tonight is exactly what I'm talking about, and that's what he did. Brady had a lot of protection, and he was able to finish the game, you know, 35 of 53, 337 yards, three touchdowns, solid game for Tom Brady, who was protected behind a great offensive line. Offensive line, Dante Starnecchia, who's the coach of the offensive line, and a star of the game. I like that, Mike. I like your star of the game for real. And we touched on a lot of these players. A lot of players can definitely get a star, but I'm not even going to give it to a player. I'm going to give it to a coach. Matt Patricia, Mike, your boy, your boy, he deserves a star of the game. You know, he's definitely – he wants to look good in these playoffs. You know, he got a couple teams hitting him up, wanting to coach, be the head coach. He got the Giants. He's got the Lions. So he's got to show out a little bit. He's got to make sure, you know, his boys are out there making him look good. Eight sacks on Mariota, very, you know, a, a, a quarterback who's a dual threat, as we know. We saw what he, he did against Kansas City, getting those yards. But – Mariota only four carries for 37 yards. They limited everything. No more. Let up no no catches. Corey Davis, of course, was the only, you know, the only low light of the game. But this defense went out and balled. My Marquise Flowers gets a sack. Trey Flowers. Grissom and Dietrich Wise. Two sacks with themselves. It, it was just a great game. You get guys like Jean-Francois Butler, free agents practice squads come in here and contribute to this game and these are no names so for Matt Patricia to be able to get them and fit them into the scheme at times when we're just concerned like who are these guys how are we going to get to the quarterback what are we going to do playoffs they showed out Matt Patricia and your defense you guys get a star of the game I give it to you Patricia good work um good work indeed but when there's the good, mm -mm -mm. there's the bad. And when you're bad, bad. On, on this show right here, we tell you sorry. sorry. I'm going to give a soft sorry. Very soft sorry. Not a big time sorry. Soft sorry. Soft sorry. Soft sorry to the Tennessee Titans. <sighs> the reason why I say this is a soft sorry is because the Tennessee Titans, you know, they didn't play well. Mariota didn't do anything amazing. He didn't throw a touchdown pass to himself. There was nothing crazy done by the Tennessee Titans. But they just happened to run into a juggernaut, a machine known as the New England Patriots. And just a young team, young quarterback, you know, this is playoff football. This is football in January. To get through a sorry 
Kansas City Chiefs team. That's a different story. Can we just give them a – can we throw in a sorry? Kansas City, yeah. Sorry, Kansas <laughs> City. They were able to get to Kansas City. But then you have to run into the New England Patriots, Tennessee Titans, and it wasn't looking good once the matchup was was penciled in for the divisional round, Tennessee versus New England. So, you know, it wasn't a good game. You lost, whatever, only 14 points. But at the same time, you got a long way to go. You know, continue to develop your players. Mariota, it looks like he has a bright future ahead of him. He can be a solid running back in this league. See you next year, maybe. But for tonight's game, I got to give you a sorry. See you next year. Try again. Keep getting better. That's for me. I mean, I'm I'm going to piggyback off you, Mike. Mine's not really a soft start. But if you watch this game, Mike, if you really watch the game, there was some times you just you're sitting there as a football fan, not even a, a Patriots. And you're, you're sitting, you're watching like, what the hell are they thinking? What kind of plays are they running? Someone even mentioned it earlier. If I look up, Andrew even brought it up when the Titans were fourth and one and they ran some China, they tried to run a toss that just didn't work where they could, you know, kick the field goal, whatnot. There was just, it was questionable plays. Who's the coach of Malarkey? Yeah, Malarkey. Malarkey, whatever his name <laughs> is. He wet the bed. They came into New England. I don't know what type of game plan they had, but you didn't see many passes to Delaney Walker. Um, what's his name? I, I'm blanking on his name right now. Henry. Derrick Henry was absent. Non-existent. I barely remember seeing it, see any big plays out of him. And this is a guy who had 150 yards against Kansas City. This is a team, the Patriots, who struggle against the run, and they didn't really utilize that much. So, and you were up seven. You were up seven. Oh, you know, you were really, you really had something going against the Patriots, and you just wet the bed. The play calling was horrendous. So, what we do here in the playoff edition of CLNS, we got to give you guys a big fat old sorry. Hey, man, it is what it is. The Patriots have moved on to the AFC Championship game where they await the winner of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Jacksonville Jaguars matchup. Patriots just wait and see who they face. You know, obviously, they faced Pittsburgh before, and many times over the years, they know what to expect. This is Jacksonville's, you know, first rodeo. So, yeah. you know, if they can get past Pittsburgh, it's going to be a huge come up for them. But it all remains to be seen. You have to tune in tomorrow to that game to see who emerges victorious teams. But when we do find out who the winner is and who advances to play face the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium in the AFC Championship game, we, we'll be here. We live, baby. We'll be here holding it down right after the game, big AFC Championship game, you know, can't really get into predictions yet because we don't know who we're going to face. I'll predict. <laughs> See you guys in February. Oh. Super Bowl. We live. Hey, I'm going to go to Belichick route. One game at a time, you got the win it tonight. Don't, it don't matter. And, you know, like Belichick would say, we're on to either Pittsburgh or Jacksonville, and we'll take from there. Marv's very confident with it. I like it. Uh, but, again, it remains to be seen. Yeah. Any final words, Marv, before we head out? You know, we got some questions if 
if we do this every week after a game, yes, we are here every week after a game. Hopefully we continue to do this for, for till February, till the Super Bowl. But Mike, where can they find you if they want to continue? You know, we have a by tomorrow we're gonna find out who's who we're facing. You know, maybe they want to have a conversation through Twitter and things like that. What where, where can they talk to you at? Absolutely. If you want to talk football with me or any sports at all. You can get at me at CLNS underscore Mike Nice. That's where I'm at on Twitter. What about you, Marv? You can follow me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Marv. You know, let's talk. Let's talk about the playoffs coming up. Let's talk about the Celtics that have been balling. You, you know? talk about Red Sox and their yeah. recent signings and whatnot and who they're targeting. <laughs> Bruins are looking hot. <laughs> so let's, let's it talk it all, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But. With all that being said, a great win by the Patriots. This has been the CLNS Media Network's post-game show. We will see you guys. Championship game. Go Pats. Dilly dilly. <laughs>